This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast, coming to you after uh, the Jets' primetime loss to the Chiefs in what was a you know, very, very strange ball game. I mean, uh, kind of a tale of a couple of ball games, as a matter of fact, and there's a lot to get to. Um, number one, uh, Jets get off to a tremendously slow start again. Uh, they're down 17 nothing. It looks like we're headed for, you know, a typical Kansas City, uh, you know, one-sided route. Uh, and then the game takes really a weird turn. And, and it really started uh, with the safety call, which if we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty about calls and which call is a bad call and which call was a good call, that was a bad call because the penalty occurred before the, the player hit the end zone. So if technically it should have been a penalty – they should have backed them up, but it shouldn't have been a safety. So be that as it may, it's not that important. But when we get into all the little nitty-gritty things about calls tonight, uh, that's another one that needs to be taken. I thought there were a couple of them. I thought the uh, the horse collar call was a ridiculous call. Uh, it wasn't a horse collar. Uh, the um, calling the safety was a bad call, but the safety turned the game around. And then what you saw was Kansas City not only going into a rut – but Mahomes being almost cavalier, almost lackadaisical with the ball. I mean, you know, a quarter into that game, the only thing people are thinking about is, you know, Kelsey and Taylor Swift, which obviously you know, they gave you enough to last your lifetime tonight, uh, but um, including her using the game to promo her movie and everything else that went on. But, the bottom line is you're a quarter in the game at 17 nothing Chiefs. They've out uh, gained the Jets 225, and you think, oh, boy, here we go again. You know, it looks like more of the same all the way. The safety got things started in the other direction. They get the field goal. Now it's 17-5. And then you get the terrible, terrible Mahomes interception. I mean, Mahomes threw tonight three or four balls that he either just badly underthrew or put up for grabs or just threw off his back foot. I mean, he made some terrifically poor plays tonight. And then he made some superb plays tonight with his legs, with his arms. He made, it was a nightmare night with his legs. He did an incredible job and really let's be honest. Pacheco had a great game. Kelsey, for him, had a very quiet game. The Chiefs' offensive line had trouble, especially after the first quarter, keeping the Jets off their quarterback and opening any holes. And 
uh, Mahomes beat them with his legs. That's what he did. But he gave back with his arm, uh, obviously, putting a lot of balls up for grabs. And the next thing you know, it's 12-20. I don't have a problem with Sally going for the field goal because they weren't going to get a touchdown there. So why go on fourth down when all it's going to yield you is a field goal shot? So they went for it. They missed a the field goal. Okay, it happens. They're getting the ball in the third quarter. In the third quarter, now, you saw glimpses from Zach in the second quarter. And then in the third quarter, he had the best drive I've ever seen him have. I, I don't think there's anything even close to what he did in that third. Before that, he was very spotty. He missed some receivers. He was really dumping the ball off or checking it down. He made the one play to Lazard, but that was really kind of one that he threw up for grabs and he got a, 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 and it got connected. But in the third quarter, when he goes five for five on that drive and then runs into two point conversion, that's the best drive he's ever had in his life. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, they, those were passes on time. Those were passes with a plan. Those were some really accurate balls that were put in the right spots. He was hitting a multitude of receivers. He was hitting backs. He was hitting his main target, Wilson. He was hitting tight ends. He hit the tight end for the touchdown. He hit some tight ends for some big plays. He basically got the ball to Cobb in a key spot. He got the ball to Zahn in a key spot. He got the ball basically to all different people in key spots. And that was the best I've ever seen him that's the best drive I've ever seen him have. It was almost like Mahomes and Wilson traded places after the first quarter because I thought Wilson, I thought Mahomes was terrible uh, in the second and third quarters, and I thought Wilson was good, especially with that first drive of the third quarter. All right, after that, he had some misses. He had a couple decent throws. He had a couple where he was lucky he didn't get picked off. He had the turnover where he took his eyes off the ball. All right, it's the only turnover he had in the game. We'll get to his play in a little while. Now let's get to the end of the game in that last drive. Hey, you know me. I want the players on both teams to decide the game. I don't want the officials to decide the game. I never want them to decide the game. So when you get four penalties that late, I hate it. But I don't think that holding call on source was as bad as everyone made it. I think what made it bad was it was thrown really late. Was there contact there? There was definite contact. If you're going to be objective, there was contact there. You want to let it go? All right. You want to let it go? Okay. But I think the big issue was he threw the flag really late. Seemed like he threw the flag after the ball was already intercepted. I mean, it's, it's, it, unless we miss something there, it seemed like the, the flag was really thrown late. That's what you had the biggest objection with. You know, on that drive, they did call two holds on the Chiefs. You do have a guy on the Chiefs on that line, and I don't know how long Andy's going to put up with him, who has eight penalties accepted already this year. Eight. And he has been a nightmare. He got flagged a couple times again tonight. You got two holes on. One of them caught, took, brought back a Kelsey completion. That would have been a first down. So you had two holes there. The other hold on the Jets was incidental because it came on a play where Mahomes ran for a first down. 
So all they did was tack it on, but it wouldn't have affected the play anyway because he ran for a first down. And the biggest breakdowns that you had after the early breakdowns when the Jets got down 17 nothing because they had some bad breakdowns with Pacheco. They had some bad breakdowns with the tight end. But, and that's the second straight week they've had a bad breakdown with the tight end. But the bottom line is, after the first period, the, after the first quarter was over, the Jets played very sound defense. But I also think Mahomes played really badly when it came to throwing the football. I mean, really badly. But he did make a lot of plays and was very conscious of making plays with his legs in this game. And the Jets allowed him to get away on really long downs too many times. You can't have him breaking your back on third and forever and he gets 25 yards. You can't have him breaking your back and making those plays as many times. There has to be an adjustment there to his running when you're playing the way they're playing. I understand what they're doing. I understand what they're trying to cover downfield, but the bottom line is you cannot allow him to go 25 yards for a first down. And that happened way too often. And then the last play, which I'm sure if you're someone out there who bet the Chiefs, you're banging your head against the wall because you wanted him to tiptoe that into the end zone and you take a 10-point lead. Hey, why not take a 10-point lead? You're not going to lose the game anyway. His job is to end the game. So I know it's painful. If you bet the Jets, you were smiling there. If you bet the Chiefs, you were angry there. But his job is to end the game. And he ended the game by going to a knee after he got the first down. Could he have put that in the end zone? Absolutely. Could he have put them up 10 points? Absolutely. Would they have scored a touchdown? Probably not. Probably not. Could they have gotten down there, hit a play, gotten a penalty, kicked a field goal and kicked off down seven? Maybe. I've seen, we've seen that happen a couple of times also. Hey, they could have had a backdoor cover in a couple of different ways. Forget that for a second. Forget the point spread for a second. He did what he's supposed to do. He ended the game. If you're irate about the holding call, which bailed them out, fine. But you know what? It's not like they didn't call penalties on the Chiefs on that drive. They did. They called two holds on the Chiefs. They called two holds defensively on the Jets. And one was incidental. Like I said, I'm trying to be objective here. Was there contact? Absolutely. Was there a little too much contact? Possibly. Was it a late flag? Clearly. Did I think it deserved the reaction that Sally gave it? I thought it was a little over the top. But the bottom line is I understand why he's frustrated. He wants the ball back. I understand he wants to see if he can win the game. And that's what this comes down to. You know, all this, what it comes down to, and you have two storylines here. One, Wilson played better for parts of the game tonight and played much better than what we've seen. He was non-competitive since he's come back. He was competitive tonight. At, and in the third quarter, he was actually good on a drive, which is very rare to say about him. He was good. He was very good on that drive. You could even say he was excellent on a drive, to be fair. He made some decent throws. He made some bad throws where he should have had guys open. A couple of times, Wilson made a great play on an errant throw that kept the drive alive. Cobb made a great play on an errant throw, 
kept the drive alive. You expect wide receivers to do that. That's part of the game. Put the ball near them and let them make a play. They're allowed to make a play too. Not every ball has to be between the numbers. So did you see a better Zach Wilson night? Yes, you did. Did you see enough from him to make you feel confident? Hey, I need to see this team win some games. Okay, that's the, bo- that's the bottom line. You can put all this together. We all know anybody can moan and groan about it. flags in this league at all different times. When you're talking about, oh, I want more holding calls, hey, you're playing the defending champs in a primetime game. You got the all-world quarterback there. You got a legendary coach on the sideline, and you want to get a holding call on every down? I mean, come on now. Is that, is that realistic in this league? You got two holding calls on the drive. How many you want? So when you're always going to make it about a flag, there's a lot of things you got to look at and look at the whole body of work. The biggest problem in this game for the Jets tonight was Mahomes broke their back with his runs. That's the bottom line. The Jets battled back. Give them credit for that. I thought, I'm going to be honest here. Before the Jets started to get really good, and I thought after the middle of the second quarter, the Jets put a lot of pressure on the Chiefs. I thought they did a very good job of putting pressure on the Chief passing game and on Mahomes. They didn't look good early. They had some breakdowns defensively early. Obviously, Pacheco hurt them all night. He wound up with about 160 total yards. He had about 115 rushing. He had about you know, 45 or 50 on the receiving end. He had a touchdown, big touchdown run. He was a big factor tonight. So was Mahomes running a very very big factor tonight. As a matter of fact, by far the biggest factor in the game. I thought Mahomes' passing tonight was uh, really poor. I mean, he had two interceptions. He had a third nullified. He had another one dropped. He put some balls up. He put four or five balls up for absolute grabs. But he ran seven times for 51 yards. Those were backbreakers, absolute backbreakers, without any question. Those were the killers in this game. And it's always tough when you're trying to make a defensive stand and you think you got them stopped and you don't get the ball back. Now, I don't know what would have happened if they got the ball back. I don't know what Zach would have done or not done. You know what? He had at least given you reason to think he could move the ball tonight. It wasn't like what we've seen in recent weeks. Was it an improvement? Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, and he has taken a beating. To be fair, this was an improvement tonight. Can't say it wasn't. Okay? Now, could he have had another turnover or two? Yes. That's always the case, though. There's always balls that are put up that could be intercepted that aren't. He doesn't throw a pick. Okay, he only gets sacked twice, which was good. He got out of there more 
and he had more confidence and more more decisive tonight. He had a presence in the pocket. He got out of there when he had to get out of there. You know, he didn't run much, but when he, he ran for positive a couple of times, he did get the He got out of there a couple of times. I mean, if he's going to go 28 of, four, of 39 and throw a couple of touchdowns and not turn the ball over that much, the one fumble obviously hurt, but if he's going to do that, that's a big improvement from what we've seen. Now, he has to take this forward, okay? Like I said, very strange game. It was 225 in yardage. Next thing you know, it was 259, 258. It winds up 401, 336. That's a competitive game. Chiefs run 66 plays, just from 57 plays. So from that standpoint, everything from that standpoint was legitimately competitive tonight. The offensive line for the Jets seems more cohesive. I didn't like a couple of things Kansas City did defensively. I was surprised by a couple of things they did defensively. Kansas City's having problems with their offensive line. I don't think there's any questions about that. They also are a little out of sync with their receivers. They're, they're, they have not settled in and sorted out their receivers yet. Kelsey hasn't had a great start to the season, despite all the Taylor Swift stuff. And, you know, their receivers have been very erratic. And he doesn't have that big play wideout that he's had in the past. So that plays into what they're doing. And did they run the ball more? Yes. Did they run the ball tonight with some uh, purpose? Yes. That's not always the case for them, but they did. Forget, forget Mahomes and his 50 yards rushing. Pacheco had 115 yards rushing, and he averaged six yards a pop. He did get 48 on one run, but you know what? He ran hard. He always runs hard. He runs tough. If you keep Kelsey to six catches for 60 yards, he did a very good job, and you keep him out of the end zone. And, you know, for the Jets, after that at 17-0 start, you know, for the game to be 23-20, they did a good job, and they put a lot of pressure on them. So there's enough positives you can take for the game, from this game. But here's the bottom line, though. And here's what you have to get to. And this is just the way it is in this league. Okay? They've won one game. It's not enough. They have to win ball games. They go to Denver this week. We all know about what went on with Sean and with Hackett and how this has been circled on the Jets' calendar and everything else. We all know that we've heard that. We're going to hear it again this week. We've heard it all, you know, we heard it all preseason. That's fine. The bottom line is it's week five. The Bills beat up on the Dolphins today. The Dolphins still only have one loss, and they have a heck, a heck of an offense. We know that, okay? The Jets have got to win games. They go to Denver now. This is a game they got to win, okay? This is a game they have to win. This is a team they can beat. Now, Denver won a strange game today. And let me tell you something. If you were in Chicago, 
you'd be scratching your head and you'd be screaming bloody murder about the head coach there because the way he coached that game after having a 28, he's at home against the winless Bronco team that is reeling, that led the game 7-0 and now is down 28-7. And the way he coached the game, including passing up a go-ahead field goal with two minutes left and not making it on fourth and one deep in Denver territory is just patently absurd. And not taking care of the football with a 28-7 lead is just as egregious. And Denver winds up winning that game. Now, Denver's got a lot of work to do. And clearly, the Jets right now are the better team. But that doesn't mean they're going to go out there and, and win. They have to go out there and win. Because the schedule turns around right away and staring you in the face is the Eagles. Now, the Eagles have not, they're 4-0, but they haven't been great yet. That's a story for another day. But the bottom line is they're still not clicking like they did last year, but they're 4-0. And the Jets can't lose to Denver and then lose to the Eagles. They can't afford that start. They're going to be going nowhere this year. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says about coming back, all right, and playing again this year. Let, let that all unfold in its due time. Like I said, he has every right to say it. We don't have to take it seriously. So the storyline tonight was, were the Jets going to stay in the game? It looked early like they weren't. Their defense turned the game around in the second quarter. The quarterback chipped in and contributed. He was much better this evening. He took a, a step forward. Does that mean he's arrived? No. Does he have a lot more to prove? Yes. Does he have to prove he can win games? When you play quarterback in this league, your job is to put your team in the end zone when the game is on the line. That's it. You don't have to score 9 million touchdowns. You don't have to beat people by four touchdowns. What you have to do is you have to be able to drive your team, and the team has to believe that you can drive them when the game is on the line. Case closed. And they need to start winning games now. See, tonight you could tell they were proud of the effort, which is fine. And they felt that they got ripped off by a quote, which is they can take that and do what they want with that's fine too. The bottom line though is they didn't win the game. And the losses are piling up and that has to change. Has to change. And it has to change now. And Zach gave them something they hope they can build on. Let's see him build on it as they go to Denver to face a winnable game. But they need a win. And they need a win in the worst way. Now we'll be on tomorrow after the Giant game, which is an incredibly big game. And it doesn't sound very promising about who's coming back to play for them tomorrow. So it looks like it's going to be an issue going forward. It was just a couple of seconds on today. It was a strange week. And you can draw some conclusions. You know, the Bills who handed the Jets a gift, Josh Allen handed them a gift. Let's be honest. We're going to be fair here. If Josh Allen 
just took care of the football. They win, Jets lose. They're undefeated right now. And in the last three weeks, they have beat up on three straight opponents, including the Dolphins. Now, conversely, one of the real Super Bowl contenders, Cincinnati, is struggling unbelievably. And you're getting to the point as they lose today 27-3 to a Titan team that had been the worst team in the league against the pass. Today, the Bengals score three points. And Burroughs throws for under 200 yards and doesn't find the end zone. And they can't get out of their own way. If he cannot attack the field, they have got to make a decision as to whether this is the best way to heal that calf injury because that calf injury is obviously causing them enormous problems. It's not the only issue, but it is a very big issue. And this has now become a very troubled start for the Bengals. The Colts lost a tough game to the Rams in overtime, but they're showing some improvement. The Ravens won a big game against the Browns, but you know what? You expected that with the quarterback situation. The, you know, before the season, when I was on with Doug, one of the games, the teams I picked, and I think it was a surprise to him, was I picked Houston as an over and said I thought they were going to be really improved this year. And they beat the Steelers today 30-6, which even surprised me. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two now. And you know what? Their quarterback's playing well and their defense is playing well. They are playing much improved ball. So you came into the league today and you had three teams that hadn't lost. Now you have two. Dolphins lost, so you have the Eagles and the Niners, and the Niners host the Cowboys. Next week, the Cowboys buried the Pats today. As a matter of fact, handed Belichick the worst by margin loss of his career, 38-3. That 35-point margin is the biggest losing margin ever suffered in an NFL game by Bill Belichick. You have now two winless teams. The Bears, who lose a horrific game after winning, leading 28-7 against the Broncos, and the Panthers, who blew a lead against the Vikings. So the Vikings get their first win. The Broncos get their first win. The Ravens, get a good win in Cleveland. But again, the quarterback situation there, a factor. The Bills win a big game. The Jaguars win in London. They come back next week. They play the Bills back-to-back weeks. Now they stay in London, and they play the Bills next week there. And tomorrow night, as we said, the Giants and the Seahawks will be on after the game. So if you Jet fans, I'm sure tonight it's a mixed bag. You're angry at the officials? Okay. There were a lot of reasons why you came up on the short end. You got a solid comeback effort from your defense. You got an improved effort from the quarterback. And you got to try and build on that as you go to Denver and get a W. Simple as that. Need a win. You can't get buried in this league. Winning is too hard week in and week out. 
Because by the time you hit the middle of the schedule, the teams you thought were a soft touch, half of them aren't soft touches now. Because there's always surprises. You're already starting to see them unfold. And there's always teams that you thought were going to be better, which are struggling like crazy. Cincinnati, a perfect example of that. And I think Burroughs hurt a lot worse than we thought. Because he cannot get the ball where he needs to get it. And that offense has completely shut down. Now remember, get extra value this football season with the Bet Rivers Squares. We always tell you to download the Bet Rivers app for everything you need. But also with the Bet Rivers Squares, you win up to $10,000 in bonus money with as little as $10,000. It's a $10 bet in the same game parlay in any game where the square icon is featured and you can win up to $10,000. So check it out. Uh, we will see you tomorrow night after after the uh, Giants and the Seahawks uh, battle in prime time as the first month of the NFL season comes to a conclusion, and it did so rather rapidly. Like I said, before you know it, October's here. We've got some baseball to talk about this week. The Ryder Cup was disappointing, but let's be honest. I didn't really think they were going to win in Europe anyway. I thought they'd play better than they did. I thought there were some guys who really played badly. We'll talk about that when we get a chance. But I'm not surprised, but I'll tell you. I can already hear people wanting to rev up to go to Beth Page in two years. I mean, it will be crazy there in two years. And you got guys who are going to be circling that on their calendar. Not, can't wait for two years to get back and get back in the Ryder Cup on American soil at Beth Page. Uh, so it'll be in our backyard in two years. And as you know, two years goes rather quickly these days. The older you get, the quicker it goes. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.